2: This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: And Sims will catch it at the goal line and bring it out to the 5-10, 15-20, 25-30. Still on his feet at 35-40. He's in the clear. He's at the 50. He's at the 40. Steven Sims is at the 25-20, and they haul him down from behind. Outside the 10-yard line, a terrific kickoff return by Stephen Sims of over 80 yards.
3: And that was sensational, Max. I mean, I was up in the booth, and I'm like, I'm jumping up and down, and Billy's making the call, and I'm like trying to keep the yapper zipped, you know, so you don't interfere with the call. Because, you know, these calls are like, they become legendary at some point in time, you know, down the road, things that you, you never think about until somehow you need it. Uh, you know, in years from now when this could have been a, uh, something that they bring up about Steven and so forth. So you got to keep that yapper shut. But, boy, it was hard to watching him doing the zig and the zag and then sprinting. The only thing that killed me about this was that they didn't score seven. I mean, when you have something like that, all that <coughs> momentum, and you allow the defense to come down and, and uh, rather come in and shut you down to a, a, a Wizard of Oz field goal – uh, that's a bummer. That's a wasted opportunity.
4: No, it, it, it is a wasted opportunity, but spark given yes. to the entire stadium and to the entire Steelers' side. You saw guys erupt as he crossed over that 50-yard line. Ooh, yeah. And guys were excited. They're like, man, talk about the time to need an explosive play, and Steven Sims provided it. And, <clears throat> I mean, at one point, heck – Stephen Sims had almost as much return yards as we did offensive production at that
3: point. Yeah, I mean you're talking about uh, three kickoff. Uh, sorry, Max, but three kickoff returns, 112 yards. He had three punt returns uh, for 23 yards. So I mean it's yeah. 100 and something. <laughs> Can't add that well.
4: I give up. I give up. Yeah, no, just... We're, just we're just we're just we're just going to stop with math on. Yeah, the, it's, uh, it's
3: well over hundred. On show. <laughs>
4: Yeah, it's well over 100. There we go. That You know what? That's good. Even though the fact that the kick yards was already over 100. Um, anywho, uh, we're not going to dwell on that. Uh, but what we will dwell on is the fact that Steven Sims uh, provided a much-needed spark. He made special teams special yesterday. And we are talking about winning games as a team, doing it in a complete team fashion, Um he answered the call. He answered the call. He He knew what the assignment was. The eye injury, eye injury, my injury, you know what I'm saying? Right. It was, that was last week. He said, this is this week coach. Um, I got this. And he was, he was tremendous in that role. And also had some offensive snaps as well. Um, He did, you know, running in, running the route tree and, and drawing coverage to allow for Pickens, Deontay and, and chase Claypool to cook. But, you know, I th- I think it's important to note that, you know, all three phases had game ball worthy performances. Yes. Um, when you're talking about what to say, I mean, listen, look at Boswell. But Bo- now Bosie normally would be one of my game ball represent, but this week we'll, we'll, I'm gonna give him an honorable mention, right? Right. Give him an HM. The 55 yarder, the Dork the doink oh. that would be.
3: Yes, because that's the How- margin of victory right there.
4: Yes, absolutely. Him and that was sure math, it, baby. Math,
3: I know. That was math. There you go. There we go. Once again, totally redeem just, myself.
4: Just when you think you can't get any lower, totally <laughs> redeem yourself, Wolf. True word. Yeah. Th- thank you, Lloyd Christmas. Yes. Thank, thank you, you, Lloyd, Lloyd Christmas. Christmas
3: yes.
4: <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, that was that was the margin. I mean, hitting that crossbar oh, and getting man. the bounce. I mean, I was just prepared for it to get kind of rejected back out, right? Right, correct. You know, for so many times, you see that kick. It looks like it's low. It looks like it is. And it hits that crossbar. It usually doinks forward. And then the referees come out and they, they do they do the cross arm thing. Yes. But when I saw that doink and then it carried over into the back and hit the net and you saw the zebra's hands go up, I was like, man, th- this is something special that we're watching today. Um this team is playing above and beyond their station and that was <clears throat> one of the plays that epitomized it on the day. If I if I you know, if, if like you're taking a play from each unit. Um I think special teams wise is obviously that that Chris Boswell field goal with an honorable mention given to Steven Sims. On the eighty-nine yard return. Mm-hmm. Um, defensively, it's the Devin Bush two-point conversion. Oh my! Down. Yeah, that I mean, that, that's it. Even though there's a lot of other great plays we could point to, that was the penultimate moment, right? It was they're charging, they're 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 trying to tie this game up, and for my flight's sake. <laughs> it Needed to happen, because yes. uh, if we went overtime, I I, I would have been doing the I would have been doing the show in, in in the in the box with you, yes, and not on point adam <laughs> and not being on the point after show tonight. So thank you for that, but it just it halted every everything that Tampa Bay was trying to gather momentumized. and then offensively, it was it was the Mitch to Claypool connection on the touchdown pass, on that drive the way that Mitch played throughout that whole drive and to culminate in that moment and to reward Chase for having a perfect target and reception day. Um, I felt like those are the key plays. When you're thinking of a highlight, when when they do the Steelers year and review, like for this game, those are the three plays you play. You play the field goal, you play the pass deflection on the two-point conversion, and you play the touchdown pass to Chase. That's just what it is.
3: That was so huge. Those those were just bonkers moments. Just absolutely, you know. I go back to again talking about Chase Claypool because I've just so long you and I have talked about this almost ad nauseum, yeah. whether we're traveling or what have you. You know, even when we're talking about Chase Claypool and how there was so much there, and you just want to see more, you know. And you, I kept thinking after that outstanding rookie season when he had 11 touchdowns. You know, this, this was going to be a springboard. And it just never seemed to really catch fire. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Jace Claypool just shines, and I mean everything you thought you'd see some years ago, you're, you saw in this moment in time. And now, I hope he captures this, and this somehow is a springboard for him to, you know, go down the line here because this is a contract year. I mean, this is this is, this would be a great time to start a uh, series of repetitions of of yesterday. Over and over again into the future, because again he's so capable of it. Those receptions and catches, you know, I loved it when we when they first came out. And and one of the things I think, let's give a tip of the hat to Matt Canada. Could we please get? I mean, you take a look yeah. at the 15 plays that that you know that he started the game with, or, or 12. I don't even know what it was, but you know we can go over that. You go over that point by point and and see some of the things that he did there. That was just outstanding. And then to take advantage and make sure that all your receivers are, are on board in the first series, because in the first three plays he went to Pickett. I'm sorry, he went to Pickens. He went to uh, Chase Claypool, and he went to Deontay. Got all three receivers involved right from the get go, and then yeah. he, he, each receiver had a different uh, place in the you know the throw chart. You got one on an out pattern. You got one between inside the numbers, and then you got one inside the hash marks. You know, with a slant route, and I thought that that was just great. That's the way it's done. It was just to me outstanding job by Matt Canada and getting this offense up and going. And Kenny looked so comfortable in that first series.
4: Oh, absolutely. I mean, just think about this, and, and I got to give big kudos to Kenny for orchestrating that that first drive of the game and ending right. the touchdown. Right? I mean, we've been waiting for this. We saw it in the preseason but we have not seen it in the season where you have an opening drive touchdown. And the fact that we were able to do that at home, under the circumstances, you know, we're riding, you know, what is essentially a four-game losing streak coming into this. Oh, yeah. And to to just smile and say, you know what? Yeah, we'll take the ball at half. Uh, We're going to put Tom on the field. We're going to shut him down, and then we're going to drive it down the field and score a touchdown. If you if you would have told me that pregame wolf, I would have looked at you crazier than I normally do. <laughs> that, that was a but, pretty sweet shot. Nice job. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. I, didn't, I didn't see that one coming.
4: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I, I figured I had to just slide that one in. You know, but uh, but the fact that they did it and they did it under those circumstances, it was it was just tremendous to to watch, and I was just. You know it, that that just led ever that that just created the cascade, right? Right. Of emotions because you take that early lead, right? You go down, you answer the call, and boom, points on the board, right? Now we're cooking. And not only do you do it then, you then do it to come out of the half. You go down and you put points on the board. Um, I I thought it was I thought it was tremendous that in the, the drive to start the half the game and drive to start the second half, you put up ten points. When else have we talked about that That being something? So, that was a special moment to know that this team was locked in. Everybody was in. And now they know what that victory tastes like. They know what a team victory tastes like. To have guys you're depending on. And that's without, like we said, a tremendous amount of guys. Yeah. I mean, a number of guys. I, I the, The last time I saw something like that was – remember San Francisco in 2019, Wolf? Yes. When – like half their team lost their ACLs uh, yeah. against the Jets. Yep. Like on that artificial turf, we we're talking about how bad the turf was and everything. Right. Like I hadn't seen it that bad since then, and we had that happen to us. Matt, you took you take your top four corners out. Oh,
3: it's unbelievable.
4: Or top, I should say, top four secondary because Mink yeah. is technically not a corner. Um. So top three corners, and your you're starting you're starting safety out of the game. You say. That guy's not available. Don't even think about it. Then you take your top defensive pick in the draft, who was starting to show us some Levon Kirkland, you know, yeah. kind of hybrid defensive elephant style end Wreck-it as you called Ralph. it. Wreck it Ralph end. Um and now he's not available. He's on IR. You're you were already without TJ Watt. Yeah. Pat Fryermouth is now down as well. And and then during the course of the game. You lose Kenny Pickett. I mean, how many more things could you have happen to you and the fact that they still said, he ain't heavy, he's my brother. We're going to carry this thing, and we're going to get the first victory since T.J. Watt has been on the team without him playing on the field. Couldn't have asked for a better story against the GOAT.
3: Absolutely. You know, again, it is almost like you want to give a a game ball – to the triumvirate of James Pierre, Quincy Wilson, and uh, who am I forgetting there? Um, oh, Josh Jackson. You know, yeah, those Josh three Jackson. guys, you know, I, I think Quincy played 12% or 14% of the plays and Josh 16, somewhere in there. They got the, all those snaps, I can't remember. But whatever, it was all, all, all double-digit uh, percentages. They got double-digit percentage of the snaps in there. Did a great job. Actually, Terrell Edmonds is the only guy that took every single snap defensively in the game. And what a great job, is we've talked about already, with him. But those three guys, I mean, again, <laughs> that's high pressure, man. You got the goat staring you down. You know the goat is coming for you. You know you're Josh Jackson. He saw you get beat by... By uh, you know, with Shakir and Allen combining there for a touchdown last week, you know he's got a target light on you. He's got the old laser pointer watching film on you. You know that if you're Quincy Wilson, all you got to do is say your name because it's like, who, who's this guy? They haven't seen him in the lineup in a you know anywhere for a, a while, and now he's up and he's got to take reps. You know that the 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 laser is going to be pointing at him too. I mean, it's just. One of those situations, James Pierre. James Pierre just got on the field last week against Buffalo. He hadn't been on the field taking defensive snaps since the year before, like halfway through the season or three-quarters of the way through the season. So kudos to those guys to be able to battle and stay with it and still battle and prove their value and that the coaches had – the confidence in them to respond and, and come up with, as Mike Tomlin would say, varsity play against the all-time greatest.
4: No, you're absolutely right. I mean, all three of those guys. You, you can carve up the game ball, Wolf. You could get. You yeah, can I guess we could do that. A, a third a piece. A triple guy. A triple guy ball. You yeah. know what I'm saying? A triple, triple headed ball. ball. Yeah. Yeah, a triple headed ball. Hey, you get the turducken of footballs. How about that? Oh, I like that.
3: I, I like that. Yeah.
4: The turducken of football so is not even Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, but you're absolutely right. I mean, for those guys to hold up on the back end and hold these guys up long enough that the pass rush was hitting home, right? The pass rush was affecting Tom. And when Tom was even trying to get that ball out really quick, you saw guys defending passes or, more importantly, as soon as a guy got a pass, limiting the yak after the pass. Right. Right. Keeping everything in front of you and attacking downhill once the guy had the ball so that he can't make any moves on you and get downfield and break loose. Um, I thought that was that was also another tremendous part of the game that we didn't really. Yeah, that we haven't talked about yet. I'm not going to say we didn't really, but we hadn't talked about yet was that the breaks of guys like guys making sure they don't get lost in their backpedal. Right. And you think just a week ago, the third play of the game for Buffalo, right? Mm. Guys in the wrong position, Gabe Davis gets behind you, and 98-yard touchdown pass. I think that really stuck. It resonated with guys. Um, Trey Norwood never seemed to be out of position yesterday. He was just playing everything in front of him. When he came to the line of scrimmage, we had to have run support. He was there taking good angles. And we didn't. I don't think we really had that many missed tackles in the game either, Wolf. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I don't. I don't recall I we too many, solid. if any. Yeah. I thought. I thought we. I thought we were on our screws, and especially when you look at the participation resort. I mean, I, I mean, report. I mean, you see, eighteen guys all have stats, right? Right. I'm sorry. Not even eighteen. Nineteen guys have stats. Nineteen guys have stats. Um I'll just take and your word that, on the
3: math, okay? Yeah, and don't just, worry
4: about it. Yeah, <laughs> just, just just roll with me here. I got you. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that, that that's something that you have to be so excited about. And when you're talk, thinking about moving forward, right, this is the gauntlet of the schedule, Wolf. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is where the teeth of that schedule – and, you know, to have Buffalo to now win over um, – the Tampa Bay Bucks, and now we're going into Miami this week and playing Sunday Night Football. They kept the game; they didn't flex us out, right? Because they do want to see what happens. Because the Steelers are the Steelers are are coming back. We're charging, um, and so and then you'll have, of course, the Eagles, who I mean, absolutely destroyed um, the the Cowboys last night, the first half, but then allowed them back in the game late in the game, but then came back to their senses and then finish them out like they thought they were going to finish them out. So it was just a crazy game. Um, but that, that that's what you have on the precipice before you get to the bye week. Uh, so when I look at this, I'm like, you know what? I mean, not to say two and two would be tremendous, but you have to, you have to be in a position where you have to accept whatever comes your way because everybody can be got um, as, as we saw. And, I mean, and heck, I mean – this has been a good challenge for all of us. Because, I mean, just think about, you know, who would have thought the Giants would be 5-1 and one right now, right? right. I mean. Who thought the and, Eagles and,
3: would be 6-0? and oh.
4: Yeah, who thought the Eagles would be 6-0? and oh? And Baltimore's been taken down. Cleveland's been taken down. And it it's honestly, is still putting us in a position to be successful. And we still have a bulk of our division games on the back end of the schedule. And guess who will be back by then?
3: Oh, that would be our reigning defensive player of the year.
4: That's right, the vaunted one. <clears throat> the vaunted Mr. one. Yeah, the, the 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 Mr. he provides wattage to the defensive Wattage
3: run. indeed, but we have broken the curse of not being able to win without we him. Have. Which I know yeah. he would be the first to say yes. All right.
4: Oh, absolutely. He'd be the first to say yes. And now you get that much better with him. Oh, I know. If you can win with if you could show that you can win without him, mm. it only makes it that much better. And I think another guy, real quickly, um, that I'm gonna preview and then we'll come and talk about him on the back end, Alex Highsmith, six and a half sacks. You're
3: preaching the to season. the choir, brother. Absolutely. Yeah.
4: So so we're gonna step aside, Wolf, to make sure that we have enough time to give him his just due. But before we do, Wolf, do you Say know what, what we're gonna do? What are we gonna do? It's time to pitch to Johnny, and oh, I we we're I going think to lunch to... or something. I'm
1: pitch sorry. to Johnny, no, not... <laughs> you can't pitch to Johnny. I'm Johnny.
4: <laughs> that is right. Wesley Euler is 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 the melodic pipes that will be bringing you the Steelers weekend review that that that's available every Tuesday. That means tomorrow, <laughs> and he will break down this game as well as preview the Miami game and give you all of your Steelers stats, news, juice. Fluff, you know, reality, hard-hitting journalism there.
2: Propaganda.
4: By... Yep. <laughs> he will prop- he'll propagandize a little bit on there as well. and But most importantly, tune in, subscribe, get that, that, get that podcast, because you want to hear Wes, Johnny Euler, present to you the Steelers Week in Review, where you can catch on the Steelers mobile app, also on iHeartRadio and all the other podcast platforms. We are in the locker room with Wolf, Starks, Ninja Johnny, here on SNR and ESPN Radio.
2: This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh,
1: Brady hitting the balls in the air. Is it a fumble? The Steelers dive for it. They're going to call it a fumble or an incomplete pass. It's going to be a fumble. Alex Highsmith hit him, but Godwin fell on it. And now the Bucks, with the clock winding, may have to shift their strategy.
3: Well, indeed, Alex Highsmith coming through, got himself a sack. I got a strip, a fumble, all kinds of stuff. He didn't have. He, I think, he was credited one or two tackles, something like that. But you know what? You come up in the weighty moments, in the big moments, and that was right around the two-minute warning. And what a great play that was by Alex—a nine-yard loss, getting some pressure. On the goat, getting to the goat, and actually whipping somebody up front—I love it. This is a young man to me that's got a lot of star power. It's on the rise. He's got the ability. I think to um, someday he could he could be counted amongst the Pro Bowlers. Uh, I think that much of, of his uh, his uh, you know future potential. Um, I can't wait for uh, Watt to come back because. You know the two of them together, Watt and Highsmith. It's like one and a half plus one equals three and a quarter or something. You know the two of them is more than what you get just by combining two guys. There's a lot of, lot of big play potential in inherent both those guys combined together.
4: Well, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's Alex plus TJ carry the cam, add add, add, oh, yeah. add the Larry. And it equals mass destruction. (laughs) I like (laughs) football math at its finest right there, Wolf. Football madness at its finest.
3: Yes. But you know what I'm talking about with Alex.
4: Oh, absolutely. I mean, and and here's the thing. We saw it in the first game when you had TJ and Alex together. Mm -hmm. Right? One flushes to the other. And now you're in a conundrum as an offense because how do you how do you give help to both sides because both sides need help. And we even saw that yesterday, right? Even the great Tristan Wirfs. Everybody loves touting that young man. He right. jump out of a swimming pool. You know, he's 6'4, 350 pounds. He's built to be a right tackle. Right? When you're thinking about building the size of it, and Alex gave him everything he wanted and more.
3: Yes. Yeah.
4: And it was it was fun to watch him just be athleticism. You know, then he go then he does it on Donovan Smith as well, who a very well accomplished tackle. And you know, and normally, you know, when you think of left tackles in the Tom Brady offense, they're usually the guys that get all the glory, right? Right, right. Because you're keeping Tom Brady's backside clean, even though he throws it in like under two and a half seconds. <laughs> um not bitter at all. But yeah, I get it. I know. would um, you love <laughs> that?
3: Bradshaw oh. used to hang on to the ball forever. You know, I mean, oh. we sit there and go, and I know it didn't get better with Ben with you, except for no. it, it. You know, when his later part of his career, when he was unloading the ball really fast, which you know that was just well, him uh, and Matt quarterback mastery.
4: But but that also I benefited nothing from that. Yeah, <laughs> I right. It was yeah.
3: That was after all you.
4: the late in the career was after me. It was like right. really, really. But <laughs> uh, but no. But I mean. He Alex Highsmith was a, a, a game wrecker yesterday, and I was I was ecstatic just to see him do what he does. You know, turning guys back into the play. I mean, like I said, his stat sheet's not going to show it, right? But the intangibles and the football eyes that we possess lets you know the impact that he had on the game. And Alex getting that sack, I mean, it was it was a huge moment. It was a nine yard loss. He also put another hit on him. He had a fourth fumble. He had a pass deflection. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like these are all the things that <clears throat> pad up the stat book, but he'll only have, quote-unquote, one tackle. Um, he funneled everything back to his guys. He funneled it to Terrell. He funneled right. it to Miles Jack. Right? He funneled it to the high-volume guys. And that's how a 3-4 works. Like, a 3-4 works that your front line funnels to your inside backers. It funnels to your support guys. In those situations, when you do make a tackle, it's a bonus in those situations, but it's not designed for them to make the plays, um, unless it's a pass situation. And Alex has done that. I mean, he's he's answered the call, six and a half sacks so far this season. Um, He's answered the call on how to get after the quarterback and done it largely, you know, without TJ um, being in the lineup. Um, Just says that this kid has grown by leaps and bounds in his – in his own personal growth and his own lore, and you know, have to say, doing the number fifty-six proud. Yeah, doing the number fifty-six proud because I remember another young, young stud support outside linebacker type by the name of Lamar Woodley, and he's providing a lot of Woodley-esque moments um, in and of his own right. So that that you gotta give him that game ball. Who is your next game ball, Wolf? <laughs> Well, you know,
3: I, I kind of was going to go with Alex Smith. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: uh, that was kind of my you know what I was thinking, and I guess we were both thinking okay. the same thing, you know. But well. but this is here is the thing that that I find so special about him. All right, the kid's got a humble uh, attitude. You know, he's he's got this workability thing, man. He works hard, and he he doesn't let his ego get the better of him. He just stays, you know. Very humble and, and just makes the, you know, you keep working each and every day. And I love watching him work, you know, because normally you see uh, TJ on the other side. TJ's like, uh, I don't know what, he's like a Mr. Miyagi. He's like Yoda. You know, uh, he's got, he's, he, the force is with him. He's got uh, his mojo rolling on. And you got to, you know, his mojo is getting big enough now that it, it can cover the whole front end. So, you know, for, for a guy like Alex, this is, just huge stuff being able to uh, line up with these guys with Cam Hayward and so forth being able to be become a wrecking machine with them he's only going to get better you know but I, I will also say this Malik Reed did some good things yesterday we got to we got to throw him some flowers cuz uh, you know he did yeah. get on that pass rush now they gave it to Cam i watched it again you know he ducked under Cam that being the you know uh, the goat and, and and Cam got him pushed and moving forward but i thought it was Malik that got the the actual takedown
4: yeah i i thought so as well i thought so as well and you know he celebrated cuz like like he did yeah <clears throat> he thought so too so yeah he thought so too so i mean listen we're watching it we saw it he reacted accordingly why wouldn't you give it to him yeah uh so so yeah but they gave it to Captain Cam because you know, it's it's always one of those things. It's like it's, it's it's like it's like the it's like the Godfather rule, right? Right. He was in the vicinity. He also touched him, so therefore he 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 gets credit. Yeah. But um, but 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 that but once again, when you're playing team ball, all that matters is you got the play done, you got yep. the sack, you got him to the ground, and Malik Reed <clears throat> understands what his role is, and he's taking full advantage of the reps given to him. You know, he is he is playing at a high level and just trying to do his best. In that situation, because he knows, you know, when TJ comes back, he, he he's a rotational rusher, right? He's a support guy, and another guy to give honorable mention to Chris Wormley, right?
3: Nice job on a third and one. Did you see what Chris did? Yeah, oh, piled oh, that up, didn't pretty... he?
4: I mean, just blew it all up. I mean, just call a stick a dynamite, just roll it, <laughs> roll it there under uh, under the pile, right? I mean, he was he was one that. <clears throat> just blew off, just blew off of the inside corner on on the uh, the offensive right side, and just made it happen. Um, so you know the key, like guys made key plays and key moments, and like I said, the stat sheet's not going to show that, but you know what the impact was in those moments. And I thought Chris Wormley did a tremendous job, you know, with obviously trying to help spell Larry uh, dealing with the lower body injury and then of course the back from last week. So I thought that was um, that was really cool. But, you know, I do have a game ball to pass out, Wolf. Okay. Real so fast. Let's hear it. Got to give it to Miles Jack.
3: Okay. Yeah.
4: L- l- yeah. Lunch pail. Lunch pail hard hat type of football. You know what I'm saying? Like, Miles Jack was limping, I want to say, like, the third series of the game. Mm-hmm. Comes out for a second, shakes it off, boom, comes right back in. And plays his butt off, and then has kind of a weird, freaky type of um, thing with his ankle. Remember, he 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 was running up the seam, and then he broke back on the pass, right? Yeah, so he hit the dude. It just kind of fell funny. It
3: looked kind uh, of innocuous. It crap. didn't look yeah, like anything right? big.
4: Didn't look big, but he tried to get, and then he just went to a knee, um, and kind of, and was limping pretty heavily on the sidelines but for whatever reason shook it off and kept going i mean energizer bunny i don't know if you know you know like when the battery isn't all the way quite in the remote
1: mm-hmm. and you're like
4: man what is going on with you kind of tap it a couple times and it falls back into place i felt like that's what miles jack was doing with his ankle he was like <laughs> tape it up let's go let's go <laughs> got things to do rub some dirt Try- on it exactly i'm trying to get the cartoon network There's a great show coming on no um <laughs> you and your
3: cartoons man
4: you kill listen, me listen i Listen, it, listen. It, for the most part, Wolf, you know, I love my cartoons, but, right. you know, I, I my, my stations on my TV that I watch, like, more religiously outside of watching actual sports, um, History Channel and Science Channel. And Discover, I love History Channel. The, 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 Science those, Channel, those are not so three. much. Okay. Well, the, the Science Channel now plays stuff from History Channel, except for Curse of Oak Island. Um, oh. But they play, they play. Hey, that's a lot coming of, like, up bud. in
3: another month. It's coming up.
4: I'm just saying we're, we're beyond Oak Island right now. We're yeah. actually in the water now, as you see. They're finding stuff in the water. Um, that's but,
3: bugging me though. I, you know what? It's it's beyond Oak Island. I want Oak Island. I want to find out what that what, treasure is.
4: I mean, technically, it should be around Oak Island. I mean, that's yeah. You what would
3: think. Yeah, I, I, but I, I just, guess
4: water and you know induces beyond, but there's still. Using a boat around Oak Island, so it's not really beyond. It's like it's like circling Oak Island. You know that would probably be a better title circling for the show. About... Circling Oak Island. You know, I'm just. I, but anyways, I digress. This is when I know you yeah. jumped the shark here. Okay. Exactly. What, what, I'm sorry. You 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 brought said shark for me to jump. True. Sure. That's true. <laughs> yeah, we shall jump so, together. <laughs> we shall jump it together. We, we're the Fonz. Yes. Um But Miles Jack, I mean, I, I, I know I don't want to harp on on, on, a, on a very critical moment, a very serious moment, and a very um, scary moment for a player. But what I do want to point out is the play that he made to eliminate the yards after catch for Cameron Brake on that catch in the middle.
3: Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah.
4: I mean, he, he stuck him right at the mo. Yeah. It was an illegal hit. It wasn't a bad hit. It was a just a hard hit. And, you know, Cam break going down after that. And the good news, I can report, Wolf, is that um, all the reports said that he cleared protocols and cleared at the hospital, and then was able to travel back with his team. Beautiful. So, well, praise that, God. that was a That's, beautiful thing. Yeah. That he did—he didn't have to stay behind because it was that serious. It was something that they were able to get him. You know, we saw him moving his legs and arms, which isn't a clear indicator before, but he did raise his arm as he was going out on the field. And prayers and wishes with him because he yeah. had just cleared concussion protocol the week before. Oh my, really? Uh, I didn't realize and that. Then, yeah, and then to take that hit and then be carted off—I mean—is a scary moment because you don't know what it is, right? You don't know what led. To, that, but Once you see him take the face mask off, it's one of those things we really worry about, a head yeah. head or neck injury. So that was good news to get that report. But Miles Jack just was – and that's just underscore. He was everywhere at all times. He was either plugging in the hole, making a play on the ball, hitting a receiver. He had a pass deflection, had eight tackles on the game, um, played a tremendous game. So I want to make sure I gave him a game ball before we went to – our final break here in the show wolf
3: and um, let me just say this real quick yeah. about miles jack cuz i laugh cuz in the off season i think we talked about this i was listening to some talking heads on national tv and and they signed miles jack and one of the first things the guy said well he's lost his downhill bang i'm like going i don't remember that i started watching film of him you know and i'm like going are you kidding me you you you're saying that this guy's got no downhill bang well, uh, you, you know, I mean, you, you got to be re- ridiculous to make a comment like that. You know what I mean? And you see it. Absolutely. He, man, this, Absolutely. This, this, this dude gets downhill.
4: No, he, he gets downhill, and he gets downhill quick, fast, and in a hurry. And and we've talked about it um, a lot about the instincts of running back that he brings to the linebacker right. position. Right. And it's such an asset for our defense because that's one guy you know is ready to go. And like I said, I mean, literally, sh- you're literally tapping – his ankle and lower body back into place after it seemed to be out of whack, like like a loose battery in, in your <laughs> in your remote control, um, was just one of the highlights. I was snickering, and if if like my headsets were working a little bit better, I would have made that comment on the broadcast. But because it was just it was just so staticky yesterday, I couldn't I couldn't right. do it in the moment. I was delayed, but I had to make sure I made that point today on our show when we have great lines of communication and great clear head head headset quality. But um but we're gonna step aside Wolf one last time.
3: One last time.
4: And we gotta go with I'm gonna call this last segment reality check. Okay. Kind of take an accounting of the things that can be done better, the things that we would like to see and start to think about where can things be tweaked and just kind of bring us to the the true after-action report because I know we've given out a lot of game balls in this game, a lot of guys well-deserving of those game balls. But I do want to make sure we focus on the reality of the situation and moving forward, how do we look as a team, because now it's on tape. You know, you can catch a little bit on, on, with, with anonymity, um, but now we have to look at it from a critical lens to say, how is everybody else viewing us, especially moving forward? So we'll do that. We come back in the locker room here with Wolf and Starks on SNR and ESPN radio.
2: This is in the locker room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN, Pittsburgh and Steelers nation radio presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: Brady, back, dumps it off in the flat, and that is Fournette cutting inside a defender, getting to the goal line, and that's a touchdown. Leonard Fournette just turned it on and ran downhill, and that makes it a 20-18 ball game. Will Tampa Bay go for it? They've done that seven times this year for two-point conversions. They're successful twice.
4: All right, you heard it right there, Wolf. Did you uh, hear me talking? I blew it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, but if you're gonna blew it, you blew, you blew it on a Tampa Bay call by, by, by the home team. So I don't think you really blew it. You just kind of said, you know what, we don't need to, we don't need to immortalize this moment. No. That's all you did. You just made, it. made it. Hey, you made a business decision, Wolf. You made a business <laughs> there decision you there. You weren't gonna allow that to live on. But no. But I think. When we're talking about the reality of yesterday, um, you know, obviously you, what's the easiest way to cure all ills is to it's to win a game, right? Covers, it, it covers a lot of sins. The, covers a lot of sins, a lot of boo-boos. It's a great <laughs> Band-Aid. But, you know, sometimes you sometimes you got to peel it out and let it, let, let it air out a little bit to truly heal, right? Right. Um, there's something in that. So I think peeling away the Band-Aid, you know, I talked about for the most part um, guys being great tacklers, keeping everything in front of them. That was probably one of the bit, one of the main breakdowns that we had in the game. Was that Leonard Fournette kind of swing screen pass mm-hmm. um, to the outside, where he I think he blew through like three or four tacklers um, in that yeah. moment. Yeah, once you give him a head of steam unabated for five yards, it's really tough to bring Leonard Fournette down, and we saw that in that moment. But I thought. With that missed tackle and with that, some of the things on the outside edges we got to pretty quick, but the wide receiver screens and some of the bubble screens that they were running um, were challenging to us at times mm-hmm. when they were moving the football and they were getting into position because, you know, you have to still think about it. Tom Brady still threw for 243 yards right um, in that game, but his longest was only a 28-yard pass, which is – Usually uncharacteristic for Tom Brady. But, you know, it's the tackling and that and some of that perimeter, getting off the blocks of the receivers and tight ends out there leading. Um, it's something we do have to work on, especially when you're thinking about, you know, what this Miami team's gonna be. Because they, they see that on film. They're gonna start attacking in that type of manner. They're no say, question. hey, it's gonna be tough sled and trying to run the ball, but if we get the ball out in the edges, especially when you're talking about Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill, um, those are guys you don't want to let loose. So hopefully they watch and they come up with a plan for how they're going to combat that. But I thought that was one of my low moments in the game was that. But then you answer it with the play of the game, the very next play. So it kind of washes it away. Whereas normally that happens, it's a domino effect, right, Wolf? It's, right. it's a cascading effect. because, like, shoot, we just we just let down in this moment. We gave up a touchdown. Now everybody's discombobulated, hanging their heads, you know, checking to see where, where where they're wounded, where they got a boo-boo. But these guys shook it off, got right up for the two-point conversion, and Devin Bush made the defensive play of the game. Yep. In that sure moment did. by batting down the two-point conversion. So, I mean, that was something I do want to point out, the mental toughness of the defense, right? That even in the they midst were. of something bad happening, they still went out and got the job done in the end. It was bend but don't break. I said that earlier in the broadcast. And it held up true, yes. bend but don't break. Um, and and they did a tremendous job in that.
3: You know, one of the things that, uh, you know, we were talking about tweaking things, and number one is my first thought was, you said, what could we tweak? I'd say your headset.
4: <laughs> we we yes. got to get you a good headset, dude. I mean, come Man, on. Man, who you telling? Yeah, you know, I mean, just saying. Wes, yeah. get on it, Wes. Wes. <laughs> Wes is in charge of that. There we go. (laughs) Block 22 is a (laughs) no-go. Block 22 is a no-go. But let me just say this, too. You know, at the
3: top of the broadcast, I told Billy, I said, Kenny Pickett and the offense, they need to roll the chains, find pay dirt, and leave long fields for the GOAT. Well, essentially, you're talking about the fact there were 7 of 15 on, on, on third down conversions. You know, they found pay dirt right away on that very first series. Which was a great way to kick it off, and they and the average starting position for the goat was the twenty, their own twenty-six. So, you know, yeah. those are roughly, th- those are the things that you got to keep tweaking. Those are what you need to win. It's not a, anything mysterious, Max. You and I, we've been playing this game together. We played, uh, you know, what over thirty years, uh, twenty years professionally. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, the yeah. fact is, those elements remain the same week in and week out.
4: Yeah, no. Where people will try and talk about something new, sexy and and cool and trendy at the end of the day the same axioms still apply in football is that you've got to be a sure tackler. Right. You've got to you keep the guys in front of you, don't let them behind you defensively. Offensively, you must be able to run the football. You must be able to stay ahead of the chains. And for passing, Guys have to make themselves presentable and friendly to the quarterback, right? And then special teams—you need an explosive play. You need guys to get in a lane, and you need that returner to be explosive. Um, you do that—that football—that football, that football skill set carries over the entire century plus of NFL football that's been played. And those who do well in that, you see them—you see them in the history books, right? You see those defining moments um when you need them and when they will give you that victory and i think that's what we have to always keep in mind of so you always have to continue to work on on those elements of the game they're the most easiest elements to work on they're the basic tenets of playing football is to make sure that you get to your assignment and you do your assignment to the best of your ability and whether it's run pass block tackle you know escape whatever it is you do your one eleventh of that and good things will happen, and it did yesterday.
3: They did indeed. I was that was just a sensational victory. It was a needed victory at this moment in time because there's a lot of people, a lot of folks were with their dauber down. I'm not saying in the locker room; I'm saying outside the locker room, you know. And it, it was a time of uh, I, I can't even begin to tell you the the joy of just sitting last night and marinating in it even though you and I did nothing but watch it. You know what I mean? But it's one of those – Hey, 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 hey,
4: hey, hey. Well, okay. Hey. All
3: right, you were down on hey, the field. Okay.
4: Hey, hey. <laughs> we were broadcasting. We weren't just walking, watching. You know what you I'm know, talking about, though. We were because, working,
3: yes, Wolf. Yes, I got you. But here's the thing, and you remembered as well as I do, that certain glow, that inner glow when you have a situation like this and you and I have both faced it in our careers – where you get that win, that win that everybody says you can't, and you go home, and you sit there, and you go,
4: and you have some lasagna, baby, your comfort food. (laughs) Yeah, Well, you you sit down, you take an account in that quiet moment uh, where either you're in relief. Mine, of course, was a great vodka with ginger ale. That was my thing. There you go. Um, And you sit on the couch, and you just go, hmm, yeah. (laughs) That's right. And I eat, did that. Eat a tray of lasagna <laughs> too. <laughs> no, you, you got to have lasagna. Well, it was lasagna and then mozzarella sticks as well. <laughs> Anyways, um we're not gonna we're not gonna get really specific on my post-victory meals, but you know, but I think Wolf, it, it, it is important to know that you know, as long as you believe in yourself, like you said this last week, and I thought it was so pertinent. And I do want to bring it up again, Wolf. You said all the answers that you need can be found within these four walls of the locker room.
3: Mm -hmm. That's what coach Noel said years ago, 33 years ago. Yep.
4: And it applies today. Like you said, some things just stay the same. They found their answers in those four walls of the locker room last week. And they went out and they showed all of us around the world. What that, what that means to be a team and that any given Sunday, anybody can be triumphant. And the Steelers were, this week so I'm proud about this game I loved what every guy did every man answered the call and we'll continue to talk about it man the rest of this week and of course we'll start to break down the Sunday night football matchup against the Dolphins down there in whatever their stadium's called they change it every 10 days I feel like (laughs) Um, so wherever the Dolphins play in Miami I'm just going to put it that the stadium the stadium in Miami but uh but yeah it's been a good show today We'll be back tomorrow, same bat channel, same bat time, uh, here in the locker room with Wolf and Starks, uh, 10 to noon on your radio dial. But, of course, you know, number one in your hearts. I'm going to say that. We're number one in your hearts. I'm self-proclaimed. I can do that because it's radio. But I do want to make sure everybody knows you can go get our full lineup of SNR podcasts and shows on the Steelers mobile app, iHeartRadio app. We're talking about the Standard with Tom and Jacob. We're talking about the Blitz with Wes and Most. We're talking about the Godfather. We're talking about the great Bob Labriola and Mike Tomlin on Game Days with the Game Day podcast. And of course, yours truly uh, in the locker room here at Wolf and Starks as well. Subscribe, like, let us know what we're doing. We love you guys. Have a great rest of your day, Pittsburgh. Victory Monday continues here on SNR.
0: Live Nation Presents Concert Week.